Hey there, Koejo here, and I understand that running your own Facebook ads can be quite complicated and intimidating, and yet, at this point, you're not ready to hire out Facebook ad management. So, if this is you, I can teach you how to run your own Facebook ads. One-on-one, -on -one, unlimited support over the next 28 days. We will have three Zoom calls, and in between those calls, you get all the support and all my strategies I will audit your graphics, your ad copy, make sure that you're set up the way that's working best for my clients. We'll take care of all the analytics. I will coach you step by step how to troubleshoot ads, how to know when to scale, and how to read all the signs so that you're equipped to run successful lead magnet campaigns and profitable sales campaigns and registration campaigns for your launch or what have you. If you need this kind of support from me right now, then click the link in the show notes below. It's the art of online business forward slash call. I've been doing this all along, but now the offer is just focused on helping you run your successful ad campaign within the next 28 days and the next five people get a pretty nice discount. All right, the link is in the show notes below. Back to the episode. Hey, my friends, my name is Rick Mulready, and I'm an online business coach. I'm an ads expert, and I'm all about helping online course creators and coaches make more money in their business while working fewer hours. But most importantly, I'm a father and I'm a husband. With this podcast, you're going to learn exactly how to become what we here call the optimized CEO of your business. And that means you're optimizing your sales and marketing, your time and your mindset so that you could have more freedom, a bigger impact and make more money. So grab a coffee, open up your favorite notes app. This is the Art of Online Business Podcast. What's up, my friend? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning back in today. Super appreciate you as always. I am Rick Mulready, and this is episode number 517 here of the show. And this is another quick tip Friday episode, my friend. And today I want to talk to you about something that I call the values-based decision filter. And I'm going to explain exactly what that is here in just a second. And I want to start off this quick tip with a quick story here. So my daughter, Maya, she's two and a half years old. And one of the things that my wife, Amy, and I have learned over, especially over the past eight, 10 months or so, actually, no, I should say more six to eight months or so, is that when she is resistant to doing something, right? She's a toddler now, right? So when she's resistant to doing something, giving her the opportunity to make a choice or a decision really, really helps out. Like, would you rather wear this Moana t-shirt or like this Elmo t-shirt? Or would you rather sit in this chair or do you want to sit over here in your booster seat at the table? Giving her the decision, giving her the choice, giving her the ability to say, no, I want to do, I want to choose this one. She's becoming more independent at this age, right? She wants to, she's exhibiting more independence. And so giving her that decision-making ability, ability has really, really helped out. It's something that we've learned. If you're a parent, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And so I want to relate this as a business owner, because one of the key characteristics of being an optimized CEO of your business, which is what I teach and what I always talk about, is the ability to be decisive. It falls under the optimized mindset pillar. 
Quick recap, the optimized CEO method is made up of three pillars, optimized mindset, optimized sales and marketing, and optimized systems and processes. Because when you have all three of those pillars, think about it like a three-legged stool, right? When you have all three pillars that are solid, the stool works. If one of those legs is either missing or fragile, it could tip over, right? I want you to be thinking about having strength, if you will, in each of these three pillars, optimized mindset, optimized sales and marketing, and optimized systems and processes. Because when you're solid in all three of those areas, you are generating revenue, you have less stress, and you're creating more freedom for yourself. Okay. And so this ability to be decisive falls under the optimized mindset. And being decisive, I look at that as the ability to make decisions quickly and thoughtfully. You're not just making, you know, willy-nilly decisions. You are making decisions thoughtfully. But then you're also able to learn from the outcome of that decision, regardless of what happens, regardless of quote unquote, oh, it was a failure, or you know, it turned out really well. And just to add one more thing on that, the ability to be decisive in the face of fear, meaning, you know what? I'm fearful of whatever decision you're you're face with, but I'm going to move forward anyway and make a decision. Okay. Now for me, I did not learn decisiveness from my family. I can ask my mom, for example, if she'd like me to get a pizza delivered for her and you think was this was the first time she's ever considered eating pizza. You know, like I ask her, hey, can I, you know, can I send you pizza today? And she literally will hang on the phone for, I mean, y- y- you would think this was like a brand new concept. Right. And so I did not learn decisiveness from my family. And so throughout the journey in growing your business, the number of decisions that you're going to need to make, they're only going to increase. Okay. And of course, there are different levels of decisions, like super, super, you know, easy decision, like what kind of calendar should I use to something that's maybe a little bit bigger, like should I make this higher or not? And it's those perceived, quote unquote, big decisions that we often have fear around that I really want to focus on here today. Because when when you're looking at whether to invest in something in your business, something that maybe feels like a lot of money, like deciding whether to hire somebody for your team or start working with an agency, or should you invest in this coaching program or that one or whatever it might be. I like to put these types of decisions through what I call the values-based decision filter. And I use this framework in every decision that I'm making in my business. And as the name says, it begins through the lens of your values. Okay. And so if you don't have values, if you, I mean, you have values, right? But if you haven't clearly listed them out and know what your business stands for through the lens of values, right? Your own values and what your business's values are. I really want to encourage you to take some time to get really clear on what your values are. Because every decision that you're making in your business should run through the filter of your values first and foremost. Okay. And so here are the questions that I use within my values based decision filter. Okay. Now, first and foremost, if you don't already, you really want to have a list of your 
non-negotiables? What are you simply not willing to do? You know, what are things in your in your business or in your life that you're like, you know what, I am not going to do that. And just as like super simple example, like one thing could be as simple as I will not hit my snooze button when the alarm goes off. And just a side note, I am super, super guilty of that. Not that it's a bad thing, right? But I hit it a lot and it's been worsening, if you will, uh, over the past several months. And I'm working on that myself. Again, there's nothing wrong with it. But what if you were like, you know what? I am not going to hit this news button. And so it's a non-negotiable. It makes the decision very, very easy, right? And so when I'm faced with a decision, the first thing outside of the non-negotiables, right? The first thing I ask myself is, does this align with my values? Now, as I've talked about in recent episodes, we've done a complete overhaul of our values in the business and also for myself. I continue to work with the amazing Erica Corday, who is my uh, diversity, equality, and inclusion consultant, and her business partner, India Jackson. India was just recently on the show, and Erica was on the show not so long ago. Our first workshop together was all about values, right? So I really want you to, again, just to reiterate, if you don't have, you haven't taken the time to get super clear on your values, please do that. Because again, as you're making decisions, that's the first thing. Does it align with your values? If it doesn't, there you go. There's your answer. Stop right there. Nope. If it does, then you can move on to the next question. Each one of these questions that you're asking yourself, right? At the first no that you get, you simply stop. If the answer continues to be yes, you keep moving through the questions. Okay. So number one, does it align with your values? If it does, number two, does it align with your vision? Does it align with your vision for your business, where it's going? Because as your business grows, the number of opportunities that you that you have are not going to slow down, which is a really cool thing, right? And so it's shiny object. You're going to get approached by people, for example, to say, hey, do you want to work on this with me? Or do you want to do this? Or you know, what if we do an affiliate partnership or something like that, right? And it might align with your vision, but it also might not. It might be like, ooh, I could make some money there, which is all, which is great, right? But as you mature in your business, you get to ask yourself, does this align with my vision, where I want to take my business and what we're trying to achieve, okay? So let's just say it's yes, whatever decision that you're making, yeah, this aligns with my, with my vision. Next question I want you to ask yourself is, will you enjoy doing it? Now let's shift gears for a second. Let's just say that you're trying to, you're thinking about starting a podcast for your business because you need a consistent content strategy in your business to deliver consistent value, build authority, positioning, et cetera. And so you're thinking about a podcast, right? Does it align with your values? Yeah, absolutely. Because you're going to create a podcast that does align with your values. Number two, does it align with your vision? You bet. It's going to help you reach more people. It's going to build authority. It's going to, it's great branding for yourself and it's going to help you generate more leads and make more sales in your business and reach more people. Cool. Third one, will you enjoy doing it? Is podcasting a medium that you think you'll enjoy? Do you enjoy teaching? Do you enjoy interviewing people? Do you enjoy sort of off the cuff answering questions or whatever that might be, right? That's a really, really important question that a lot of people, you know, they overlook because they think they're like, oh, I have to do this. I was speaking to a recent Accelerator member. She just recently joined 
She has a podcast and she has a YouTube channel, okay? And I, which I think is a great idea. However, it was very clear that this person loved doing the podcast and it's way more successful. And she was like, I hate doing the YouTube videos, everything that goes into it, all the time it takes, et cetera, et cetera. She just really didn't enjoy it. And so that is a huge red flag for me as a coach because not only does she not enjoy doing it, because she doesn't enjoy doing it, she's not going to show up as her best self in delivering content through that medium. And that mindset that she has around it is going to bleed into other parts of her business, which is not a good thing. So it's like basically as part of the coaching was like, all right, we need to pause your YouTube creation right now and focus only on your podcast because number one, you really enjoy doing it. And number two, it's been way more successful than creating YouTube videos, you know, has been. So cool. So that kind of checks the next box. Will you enjoy doing it? The next filter, next question I want you to ask in the values-based decision filter is what is the potential revenue opportunity? Is this even worth it for your business? Right. So let's just say that you are, well, let's go back to, let's continue with the podcast, right? What's the potential revenue opportunity? Because there's a lot that goes into creating a podcast. Creating a podcast is not an easy thing, at least, you know, on a consistent basis. And so what is the potential revenue opportunity? Well, if you start your podcast or for this person I was just describing, for example, if she continues like solely focuses on her podcast as her content strategy, Okay. What is a potential revenue opportunity? Well, she could get sponsorships. She could be driving people to her programs, to her coaching, you know, generating more leads for her list, which then in ter- you know turns into more sales, whatever it is. And so you get to look at it. Well, is the potential revenue opportunity, is it there or is it, it's, is it not worth it? Is it not worth the time and the effort and the investment? So if the answer is Yes, if it's worth it for the business, move on to the next question, right? The next question I want you to ask yourself is what is the time commitment for you or and or your team? What's the time commitment for you and your team? Is there a positive ROI with time spent on whatever it is that you're trying to decide? So let, well, I'll just continue to use the podcast as an example, right? What's the time commitment on that? Time commitment takes, you know, it's a lot to put together a podcast. And there's multiple people that have their hands on the podcast, if you will. So for example, I map out these episodes, I record them. So there's time right there. And then my team takes over. And so is there a positive ROI with time spent versus potential revenue and personal fulfillment? Again, do you enjoy it? I love doing this podcast. Is there a positive ROI? you know, in time spent versus revenue? Absolutely. This podcast is the best thing that I've ever done for the business. I mean, I've been podcasting now for eight and a half years now. I love it. Love, love, love the medium, right? And so along these lines, do I currently have the resources to make this happen? If I decide to go forward with, you know, creating a podcast, do I currently have the resource to make it happen? And the resources could be people on your team already, you know, already existing, or do you have money to make the appropriate hires to help you with the podcast? Or if you're like, 
I'm going to do this all myself, which by the way, I do not recommend at all, meaning you should not be editing your own shows. So let's just say you're like, well, I'm going to do it myself. Do you have the time? Do you have the time to do that? And creating a podcast will cost some money, for example, where you host it. That's not a lot of money, but again, do you have the resources? So if we're checking this box, yes, right? You're like, all right, the time commitment, I've understood what that is. Is there a positive ROI versus time spent and revenue slash personal fulfillment of it? Cool. Yes. Good. Next question. This question right here is super, super important. Okay. And this comes down to, again, as your business grows and you become, as your business matures, you are going to get opportunities when people reach out to you and say, hey, I'd love to partner with you on my program or something like that. Would you be open to doing like an affiliate partnership, right? Or a lot of my accelerators get asked about, for example, hey, would you take part in this summit, you know, or something like that. And so when you're faced with those kinds of decisions, I want you to ask yourself, are you building your business or somebody else's business? Because I get asked, for example, all the time to be included in like summits, for example, right? And so some are, are very interesting and others are not so interesting. And so one thing I want you to start to think about is if you've made it this far in answering yes to these questions, are you building that person's business that they're, you know, they're asking you to take part in their event or whatever it might be, or are you building your own? Right? Could it be better for you to instead of doing, you know, some affiliate partnership to focus on your own program or programs? I don't know. Again, you're going through these this filtration process to make these decisions. And notice here by answering all these questions, we're not just seeing something and saying, "Oh yeah, let's do that." Right? You are being very thoughtful about the decision. You are kind of checking boxes, if you will through this process to be really, you know, to be able to make a very educated decision. So am I building somebody else's business or your own? Next question and almost done here. Two more questions. The next one is, does the amount of time that the opportunity will take fit into the number of hours a week that you are working? Does the amount of time the opportunity will take fit into the number of hours a week that you're working? So for example, if going back to the podcast example, let's just say you have a really successful podcast and your podcast is doing quite well for your specific niche, right? And you're like, I want to start doing a YouTube channel, which I think is a great idea. But let's just say that you only have 15 hours a week to work, which for example, some of my accelerators, that's what they have, right? It's like, okay, what are the highest leverage activities that you can do in the amount of time that you have to run your business. Because this is not about adding more hours, right? This is saying, hey, this is what I have. This is exactly how much I need to grow the business that I want to and making the decision of what is gonna go in that time. So does the amount of time that whatever opportunity that you're faced with, does that fit into the number of hours a week that you're working? Or would it mean that you have to work, you have to add several hours a week to 
your work week, right? And so if it's going to add hours, you really have to look at that. Say, is this something I have to, I want to do? Right. Using another accelerator as an example, I recently spoke to a brand new member and they have a very uh, set schedule because they have a few, they have three kids and they're like, you know what? I can work between 15, maybe 18 hours a week. And first of all, they were looking at that as in saying, I have limited time. And so I flipped that around. I said, what if that's exactly the amount of time that you need? That is, that is perfect you know, for the type of business that you want to build. And this, this person's building a multiple six figure business. And they're like, Oh, okay. I didn't really think about it like that. So instead of thinking at number one, instead of thinking about it, like I have limited time, think about it. Like, all right, I have this amount of time. Perfect. This is exactly what I need to grow my business to this point. Okay. And so looking at, let's just say, and, and part of this discussion that I was having with the student was adding different elements to one of their existing programs. And so I said, well, we don't want to be adding this over here because this is how many hours that you have, and this is going to fall outside the scope of that. And so that just makes that decision very, very easy. Nope, does not check that box. So we don't even continue forward. We've made that decision. Okay. And finally... The last question, and I'll just recap them for you real quick here in just a second. If you say yes to this, whatever it might be, if it's, let's just say that somebody asked you to come speak at, you know, fly across the country, for example, to come speak at their event, and you're trying to make that decision. So the last question I want you to consider, if you've made it down this far, if you say yes to this, what are you saying no to? And so as, as you know, My number one value and priority is my family, my daughter and my wife, right? So if somebody is saying, hey, can you come speak at my event and it's going to take me away from my family for an extended period of time, well, number one, it better be really, really worth it to do that. But that's how I want you to start thinking about things. If you say yes to something, what are you saying no to? And I want you to start thinking about that, number one, really through the personal lens. What are you saying no to on a personal front, first and foremost, and then on the business front? Okay. So that, my friend, right there is the value based decision filter. Number one, first and foremost, have a list of non negotiables, things that you are not willing to do or going to do, because that just makes it super easy. I am not willing to do this. And the decision comes along that goes against that. Boom, no. And so as you go through these questions for yourself, as soon as you hit no, you stop. Number one, does it align with your values? Number two, does it align with your vision? Number three, will you enjoy doing that? Number four, what is the potential revenue opportunity? Is it even worth it for your business? Number five, what is the time commitment for you and or your team? Is there a positive ROI with that time spent versus the potential revenue? and the personal fulfillment, meaning, again, enjoying it. And along with that as well, do you currently have the resources to make that happen? If necessary, if you move forward, do you have the resources, right? If you don't, then what's it going to take to get those resources? The next question, are you building somebody else's business or are you building your own business? The next question, does the amount of time that opportunity will take fit into the number of hours a week that you want to be working. Very easy. If it doesn't, boom, no. 
And then finally, if you say yes to something, what are you saying no to? So again, first no, you stop. First, you know, yes, you keep going. And if you get through the, you know, all these questions here and you're like, yeah, checks all the boxes. I'm really excited about this. Really excited about trying this out. Absolutely. Go for it. But what this does, it gives you a framework through which to make decisions and to make an educated decision. And again, as the optimized CEO, being decisive, meaning you can fly through those questions really, really quickly. I mean, I've been talking now for 20 minutes. Like the more you do this, the easier it's going to be that you have those questions right in front of you. You're like, boom, yep, check, 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 check. Oh, nope, stop. Right. That's what I wanted to to get it to. Because again, decisiveness is a key quality of being the optimized CEO of your business. I'd love to hear from you on this and I'd love to hear how you filter and think about making decisions. Shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you, rick at rickmulready.com. And I'd uh, love to hear any insight or feedback that you have about, uh, about this episode here. Okay. Now, I keep mentioning Accelerator throughout different examples here in the episode. If you yourself are a course creator or you're an online coach and you're already averaging at least seven to 8K per month in revenue in your online business and you're looking to scale, but you're feeling overwhelmed right now. You're not really sure what next steps to be taking in your business in order to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. Maybe you're burnt out right now, or maybe you're heading towards burnout, right? Which we absolutely do not want. I've been there several times over the past seven and a half years, and it is not a fun place to be in, right? Here's what you should be doing in order to achieve what you want to do while working fewer hours, because that's what we were all about. Then I want to encourage you to apply to application only for my Accelerator coaching program. Accelerator is one-on-one coaching with me as well as our Accelerator coaches. It's group coaching and it's an amazing mastermind community of just awesome online course creators and coaches. And so if you want to learn more and apply, just go over to rickmulready.com forward slash Accelerator. I say that really quickly, so I'll say it again more slowly. rickmulready.com forward slash Accelerator. All right, my friend, as always, thank you so much for tuning in today. Until the next episode, be well, my friend, and I'll talk to you soon. Do you want to avoid the seven biggest mistakes that burn through course creators' ad money? I see these over and over and over again, and I put them together in a mini email series. This is not fluff. Each of the seven mistakes, I also have a recorded video tutorial showing you inside of Facebook Ad Manager how to fix those mistakes. This is good, solid, and it will save you money or help you make more money with your Facebook ads. Click down in the show notes below. You'll see the link and you can go download it right now for free.